Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Advance Your Wealth with Homer Smith. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. We have the star of our show, of course, Mr. Homer Smith. He's going to be jumping aboard. He'll be with us today for another wealth management-related conversation. And uh, for those of you that are starting to filter in here on the Facebook live stream, we appreciate you being here live with us on your Wednesday uh, afternoon. You know, hey, we like to do these live because we like to open up the opportunity for you guys, our audience, to chime in with any comments or questions, you know, pertaining to our topic at hand. So if at any point you hear something that Homer and I are running through today uh, and it resonates with you, maybe you have a follow-up question to anything we talk about, feel free to just drop a comment live below in the box and we'll take some time to make sure we answer those questions before we wrap up today's show. Uh, on the flip side, though, if you are checking us out maybe on YouTube or a podcasting platform after the fact, all the same, we appreciate you being here uh, if you want to be a live participant on the Convergent Wealth Partners Facebook page for these Facebook lives all you have to do is head over to their Facebook page and just uh, keep where you'll uh, you'll find social graphics and things to stay up to date as to when we're doing these live streams and when you can be able to attend and get any questions answered uh, so that being said, today we've got a really unique conversation teed up. I mean, you guys have heard Homer and I address this idea of family wealth, all these different intricacies that work within family wealth, the dynamics, the relationships. There's a lot of different conversational avenues to walk down when it comes to family wealth. Today we're talking about something even you know, more unique in this idea of family wealth, the idea of financial planning for a special needs child. So sure, when a circumstance like this pops up, you know, rarely are you able to foresee this situation unfolding in somebody's life. You know, there, are, but there are a number of financial planning strategies and solutions that can be implemented when this situation does pop up for parents uh, to help them navigate through what could be a, a complicated path in life. You know, Homer and his team at Convergent Wealth, they're having conversations like these with their clients. And so luckily we have Homer to be able to join us today to bring some of those same conversations to the show today and talk about what this idea of, of financial planning for a special needs child, what this looks like for you and yours. That being said, let's go ahead and bring Homer aboard and get today's conversation rolling. Homer, good to see you. Welcome aboard. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. Can't complain, man. Uh, it's good. Good to be back here. Good to be on here with the audience today. We're talking financial planning for special needs child Homer, as we typically like to do on the show. Let's zoom out a little bit. Let's just kick things off with a, a high level overview. Could we start? Could we have you start today by just kind of acknowledging just the idea of raising children and and all that comes with it? Many of the surprises, the you know the uh, just the intricacies, the difficulties that can come. Uh, and for families, though, that are also raising special needs children and how those obstacles, you know, can kind of, you know, pre be presented to you, you know, just talk to us a little bit about this idea of, uh, of these different challenges that arise. And, I, and I've, thanks, Ryan. And I, I've seen this, you know, across many different spectrums of my life. So I have a couple of uncles uh, with special needs. We have a number of clients that have children of special needs and then also just friends um, as well. And so I've been able to, to, you know, see the challenges and 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 how you know, some of these stressors come up because the reality is, you know, when you have a child with special needs or a disability, uh, the little things can become big things very quickly. And there's really two main areas that become a challenge. One is just the um, many expenses that come along with a special needs child that wouldn't normally be there. And the other one is how to plan for the long run. So how to structure assets to best take care of the situation especially for that time when you may not be around uh, down the road. So those are the, the two critical issues. 
Um, and you know, the reality is, you know, just based on those healthcare expenses alone, it's going to be a lot more expensive to raise a child with special needs. And so a lot more planning really needs to come in the mix, not only for the short run, but, but for the long term. I hear, I hear you there, Homer. And, and you mentioned, let, let's tackle maybe the first thing that you had mentioned, this idea of just these many expenses. What are we talking about here? What are some of the biggest expenses that parents uh, of kids with special needs are, are likely to confront? Yeah, I would say there's, there's a number of them, but one of the biggest ones is just the initial financial shock. You know, the reality is a lot of these special needs and disabilities aren't uncovered until after the child is born. And so, you know, no one's really prepared for what that financial need is going to look like, you know, is one of the spouses going to need to stay home and, and whether that was planned for or not, what kind of medical expenses are going to come up. Um, and so that's just the initial financial shock, you know, how is this going to impact our long-term financial plan? You know, other things are just the ongoing healthcare expenses. You know, usually when you have uh, a child that breaks a leg or has a, a, a one illness, it's one-time expenses you're dealing with special needs children and disabilities you know, you're talking significant expenses that happen you know on an ongoing weekly monthly annual basis that are often very significant so it's you know it's much more complicated to to deal with those ongoing expenses not only having more expenses in general roger that and i would imagine homer then in the, in that moment when you realize you know your, your child will have special needs and there's going to be you know a, a a shift that needs to take place. I would imagine that 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 lack of clarity or visibility uh, in the long term can kind of make the, the overall idea of of wealth planning, financial planning, especially difficult. Am I correct in saying that? Absolutely. the The cost of dealing with this uh, type of a situation, the disability or the special needs, you know, those costs can fluctuate wildly from year to year. And whether it's the specific treatments themselves having varying costs or just the severity of the disability having uh, differences. Maybe you know, the child can get significantly better and that might change the expenses or unfortunately um, can get uh, significantly worse. And so the cost visibility, the ability to plan can be a, a big challenge with that. You know, and just dealing with insurance companies in general, again, just with typical illnesses, you know, dealing with deductibles and what the insurance company might cost, you know, or might cover is a challenge, you know, dealing with special needs where there's, you know, very specialized treatments that are needed, you know, the ongoing challenges. And again, we've seen it in our clients. We've seen it with our good friends who have, have child with special needs. You know, it's a constant battle with the insurance companies as well, just adding stress to the overall mix. So we've kind of laid out the issues at play, the different circumstances that need to be considered. What do we, let's get into the what. What would you say then, you know, parents or grandparents in this situation should do, Homer? What would you, what is the first step uh, to really getting on top of their finances uh, and really securing a, a sense of um, you know, security, maybe just like tackling the financial portion of this, of this equation? What's the first step? Yeah, I mean, the good news is in spite of all of these challenges, they're, they're, there are a plethora of solutions and opportunities that parents and grandparents can use to help at least plan for some of what might be coming down the road. Um, you know, as simple as budgeting, you know, if you know that there's going to be these, you know, ongoing medical expenses and you have a certain level of health insurance that's got an out-of-pocket maximum attached to it, you know, something as simple as just putting that into your budget and knowing that that out-of-pocket health expense is going to be there every year can at least start the process of creating some you know, consistency or clarity in your annual budgeting. So, you know, even that's, that's like the first simple step uh, that I would look at. 
Got it. And and Homer, a uh, question popped in my head. Can can a family, you know, this matriarch, patriarch, grandparents even, can they get help from any government agencies when, when dealing with special needs children? Yeah, there's a number of opportunities with the government agencies. Um, you might qualify for financial help from the government. It could come in the form of uh, what we call supplemental security income. Um, the other one that can often happen is if they've had some work experience themselves or if their parents have had qualified work experience, there may be some level of qualification for social security disability. Also, oftentimes Medicare and Medicaid might have some uh, solutions, whether it's for covering certain uh, medical procedures or equipment or things of that nature. And I think one thing that's really important with all of that is that oftentimes people associate a lot of those programs with low income. But the reality is uh, it's a mistake to assume that just because you're a certain wealth or a certain income level, that your child or you may not qualify for some of those programs. So it's still important to look into them and see what might be available. Mm -hmm. Roger that. So Homer, after, you know, a parent or grandparent does kind of these foundational strategies of, of the financial planning, you know, looking for any, you know, government's based assistance, what would you say might be some, some next level steps, some deeper strategies that should be considered when it comes to, you know, their special needs child? Now, one solution is something called an ABLE account, A-B-L-E, and this uh, account works similar to a 529 plan for education funding. So the, the money goes in after tax, but the growth inside of it is all tax-free as long as you use that fund for specific expenses related to the care of a disabled or special needs child. So transportation, uh, food, rent, uh, anything in those areas. So um, also... Uh, the other advantage, oftentimes when you have special needs children, there's a lot of limitations for some of those other government programs that uh, if they have too many assets in their name or that they have access to, um, it could limit their ability to qualify for things like social security disability. The nice thing about an ABLE account, if structured correctly, the assets inside of that aren't uh, considered or they don't go against those qualifications. So it's a very valuable um, tool. Uh, that, that people can use to start some of that initial planning around how to structure assets and, and, and provide for some of those expenses in a tax-advantaged way. Okay, good to know. Enable account, something to consider there. Homer, we talk a lot about on this show uh, about estate planning, you know, the, the planning and, and being able to, um, you know, have the right steps in place uh, to ensure that, you know, you know, the financial portfolio overall is is still being maximized after somebody is gone. What does it look like in this circumstance where maybe addressing a concern that many parents have, which is, you know, helping their children once they're gone or they've passed on? What does this look like uh, from an estate planning perspective? Yeah, so parents seeking to ensure that the needs of their um, disabled or, or special needs child are, are going to be taken care of for the long run often turn to um, things called special needs trusts. And these trusts are specifically designed to you know, allow them to make sure they still qualify for the various programs they might be a part of and have uh, the ability to provide for supplemental needs above and beyond that you know, if they follow the rules specifically. I mean, the reality is these aren't necessarily just for estate planning purposes. These types of trusts can be set up uh, while the child or while the parents are, are still alive as well. So it's a great tool for both of those, but that's the most common tool. And they can be set up as what we call either first uh, party trusts where the uh, disabled um, or, or special needs child is the you know, direct you know, kind of controller or, or uh, beneficiary of, of the account and, and um, allows them to be able to access it for those types of needs. The other type is a third party trust um, where they're the beneficiary, but not as much in direct 
um, uh, inherit it. Uh, they don't directly inherit it, I guess, is the, is the difference. And, and those have a little bit more flexibility. So like as a third party trust, if they're, uh, if, if the special needs or disabled child passes away um, prior to the parents passing away, there's more flexibility to use those funds for other charities or other beneficiaries and things of that nature. But, but there are great solutions around um, special needs trust that, you know, especially um, uh, should be looked into from an estate planning perspective. So good to know there on the trust front, Homer. And, and as we're kind of bringing our conversation to a head here today, I mean, obviously, let's just acknowledge at that moment when a parent or grandparent realizes that they're in the care of, of a special needs child, there's uh, probably a million different thoughts that are running through their head. Finances, I'm sure, are at near the top of that list. What we ultimately want to do here today, and Homer, I kind of as to put a bow on top of our conversation today, could you kind of just talk to us overarchingly just about how, yes, it's okay, there are a number of different steps that can be taken uh, to assist your family from a financial standpoint, which at the end of the day should allow you to breathe some sort of sigh of relief. Let's leave them with some hope and, and let them know that, hey, man, there are some options that exist out there for you. Yeah, I think as, as a summary to what we've spoken to, obviously, the, uh, the, the initial uh, news of, of the diagnosis can be shocking financially, emotionally, all of those things. Um, and you know, people just often question how they're going to um, make it through financially or you know, what's going to be the, the ultimate outcome for the, the child and, and all of the implications across the board. And so it's, it's overwhelming and can be very overwhelming. The good news is there are, again, as we've covered today, various trust structures, various government programs where, you know, lots of people can come together from the family to, to create the structure that's going to provide for the needs um, of those children, of the family in general. And there's planners out there that, you know, focus on this and can be a great guide to help them walk through this. So, you know, I, again, from my personal experience, seeing it happen in my family and friends and from our clients, you know, all of them uh, are, you know, in great shape and, and feeling blessed for, you know, the, the situation that they're in to be able to care uh, for their children. And they've used all of these structures and components to help provide for that and have good planning and have good structures in place, which is, you know, it took some time, but has allowed them to feel more confident financially about the future. Yeah, absolutely. And Homer, let's say somebody in our audience is this conversation is resonating with them. Maybe they have a special needs child and and can appreciate the fact that you firsthand have gone through what, you know, some of these these processes, some of these strategies and, and have seen them play out. Maybe they're interested in reaching out to you, having having a conversation uh, and just getting your viewpoint on their unique situation. What would you say is the best way they could reach out to you and your team at Convergent Wealth uh, and just get the, you know, get a ball rolling? Yeah, the best way to reach out always is email and to start the conversation. So my email is homer, H-O-M-E-R, at convergentwealth.com, and that's convergent with a K. Um, happy to you know have an initial conversation, see what's going on in your world. What are your biggest concerns? What are your biggest stressors? What are your hot buttons? And just making sure that you've got a good plan in place. And you know it might be that you've uh, looked down every avenue and you're, you're doing as well as you possibly can, but oftentimes we find that there might be gaps or opportunities that we can help you address. And so we'd be happy to, to take a look at that for you and, and, and see if there's some opportunity to make things a little bit better. Fantastic. Well, Homer, look, I appreciate you carving some time out of your busy day, uh, you know, to be with us, to dive into this idea of financial planning for special needs children. And uh, look, looking forward to being back with you and jumping into another wealth management topic here soon. Thanks, Ryan. Look forward to it as well. 
All righty. Hey, look, thanks again, Homer. And look, thank you guys, our audience, for jumping aboard and being with us here on the episode today. If you benefited from any of the information, you took anything away from today's conversation, do us a favor, hit that like button, subscribe to us on whichever platform you're checking out on and share this information, right? With friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of conversations. Homer and I, we get together regularly to talk about different wealth management strategies. We've got some great topics teed up for you guys in future episodes to come and we would hate to have you miss out on any of that beneficial information. So for Mr. Homer Smith, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you being with us on today's installment of Advance Your Wealth. All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated, or its parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by Smith on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Smith, integrated, its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor Integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several doing business as names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services. 